our client was in a really awful wreck, but he wasn't, you know, life flighted away. He wasn't in a coma or anything. But within one week of the wreck, he went to the grocery store and he was gone for three hours, only got three things when he had a list of 20 things to get. Within another week, he got lost in his own closet and had to punch holes in the wall to find his way out. The Concussion Center proudly presents Talking Heads, a podcast based on all things related to head injuries. This is not just a show about concussion. In this series, we take an in-depth look at the brain and its function, specifically after there is trauma. Hosted by Brent Jones, Antonio Walden, and Dr. Robert Allen, Talking Heads was created to give a realistic perspective to head injuries. So sit back, relax, and let us fill your head with brain knowledge. All right, here we are again. The gang is all back together. Welcome to, I believe, episode eight of Talking Heads. You have the head honcho, the CEO, the best hair in the game, Mr. Brent Jones is back with us today. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you for uh, thank you for having me on again. <laughs> Second in command, we have the CD, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Dr. Rob Allen. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, my man. How are second, you? Doing? Second best hair. Yeah. I don't know. I think I've got an award in my office. Mm, yeah, so. but that's only because they gave me a different one. Is it? Okay. <laughs> now you guys see why they haven't been here the last couple of weeks. Oh, wow. It's been a slobber knocker. Uh, then you have myself. I am the market. I am the marketing executive for the Concussion Center, Antonio. And today we are so happy to have with us one of the best attorneys in the game, especially when it comes to things like TBIs, head injuries, trial law. Basically, he just loves to argue. Um, <laughs> Thank you, sir, for coming in. Attorney Drew Gilliland is with us today. Thank you for having me. Did I, I pronounce your last name correctly? Yeah, yeah, that's close enough. Gilliland. <laughs> okay, you don't Just know how I've been pronouncing that. So <laughs> Much better than most people do. There you go. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for sitting down with us today. Um, so let's get into a conversation. Um, and so, I, I do want to add, uh, I don't argue with my wife. That's the only person I want to argue with. We all, she wins all the arguments. Absolutely. So does my daughter. That's why you're still arguing with mine. <laughs> no. <laughs> Brent, I got a nice new sofa for you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Nice. <laughs> Can't wait. She doesn't know where I live. Let's keep it that way. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Well, you really good. have nice hair. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No. We actually, it was kind of a uh, prerequisite for us to okay. start yeah. this yeah. together. It's yeah. a lot of business partner application. Drew, <laughs> um, <laughs> don't do that to him, please. <laughs> well, you have nice hair too, Antonio. <laughs> yes, <it's not> nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So something really interesting happened today. Um, and I think it'll be a good jumping off point for us. So we got news that um, Bob Saget passed away and there is a... I guess potential head injury behind that. Yeah. So yep. um, first off, rest in peace to Bob Saget. I, I grew up on on the guy. His stand up comedy is, is some of the best I've seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally yeah. different from the, the Full House guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But um, and we'll have Dr. Allen speak to this a little bit. Um, but he was telling us that 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 happens a lot. Is that there could be potential drama to um, the cerebral, and then someone just lays down and, and just doesn't wake up, which is really interesting and really brings back to light how important it is for us to understand head injuries and their impact. 
So Drew, tell us a little bit about um, the impact you've seen of head injuries here lately in, in personal cases and then in the legal aspect as well. Yeah, so, well, again, thanks for having me on and, and thank you for doing this this podcast. It's, it's, it's really important that we're getting this information out to the public. Um, just to give you a, a brief background, so both of my uh, mom's parents died from traumatic brain injuries. They had slip and falls and, and ended up having brain bleeds and they both and they both died. Um, so I really care about this this particular injury and it's it's unfortunately not very well understood among personal injury attorneys, although we're getting better at understanding it. Um, but yeah, I saw I, I did see that article about Bob Saget and, and I'm actually from Orlando and, and I stay at the hotel that when I go down there we, we take my daughter to Disney. And uh, if, if you want to go bankrupt, by the way, get a daughter <laughs> and, and have her fall in love with Disney. I'm, I buy stock in Disney. Yeah, right? well, I know. Right? I'm already loves Minnie Mouse. Yeah, so. okay. All right. Well, you're done. <laughs> um, but we stay at that hotel and, and love it. It's a great hotel. And I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about, about the hotel. Um, but I, I, their bathroom floors are made of marble. Um, and the rest of the rooms are carpeted. And so what it, it, it seems like happened is he probably slipped and fell and hit his head and didn't think much of it and just lay down to, you know, um, to, to help with the dizziness and he ended up passing away. Um, but we're still waiting for more details to come out. But it, it is sad because uh, like you, I grew up watching Full House and then I got to see the other side of Bob Saget and his, his real stand-up comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and if you haven't seen the movie The Aristocrats, it's, oh, worth, yeah. it's worth watching. Oh yeah, it's a cool movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. So Dr. Allen, you were saying earlier that that happens a lot when someone may just hit the back of their heads and not think too much about it and then some, some adverse effects. Can you Educate us on that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, it can be through a variety of different ways, but one of the ways we see this happen, and, and you know, Bob Saget's an example, um, uh, Liam Neeson's wife, you know, she, she hit the back of her head when she was skiing and died uh, that way. And, and in a lot of these cases, you can affect your cerebellum, which is part of your brainstem, and it's all your fine motor control. And it, it, it helps control, um, you know, your ability to move, right? But it also is going to be partially in control of things like heart rate and your you know breathing your kind of things that happen subconsciously um, so we see that in some of these cases when there's a, an injury to the brainstem to the cerebellum those functions just stop um, and so obviously your heart's not beating you're not breathing you're going to die um, other cases it could be a brain bleed um, and surprisingly enough blood is actually toxic to brain tissue um, which, which, yeah, I know it's kind of, kind of crazy to think about. Right. But, um, um, so there are different ways that it can affect different parts of it. Yeah. Um, um, so that's what we, you know, you, you've got a variety of different things, cascading issues that can happen. Um, when it comes to something like that, you could, you know, if there was a, a, a subdural hematoma, um, a variety of different things that could happen with it, but it's, it's always, it's always sad. It's always scary when, when we see those kind of things pop up. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I think when you, I mean, just for the news to come out and people to try to understand, you said, you mentioned a little bit earlier, is trying to shine a little bit more light and a little bit more education on that, why someone who hit their head can have continued uh, cognitive function 
and then lay down to what they think is rest and then you know potentially pass away from something like a head injury i think that's i think that's also hard to for um uh persons to, to to maybe kind of understand understand why that would even happen why there's that delayed that right. delayed issue so um uh, de definitely sad to hear of the passing hand and and worse to hear of you know how it happened uh you know want to make sure that uh, we're doing our best to kind of shine a light on some of these issues and why, you know, head injury is so important to, to take a look at. Yeah. And, it, oh, go ahead. Oh, no. Well, yeah, so I was going to say in the world that I live in doing these personal injury cases, um, a lot of what we see are, are what are called mild traumatic brain injuries. You know, the, there's the, I guess there's three different kinds, um, mild, moderate, and severe. And the severe is always pretty obvious. You know? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I, I had a negligent security case where someone was, uh, shot in the head and he lived, but you know that's an example of a severe traumatic brain yeah, injury. Sure. Um, and then the the moderate ones are are that's kind of a, a gray area where you might have where you have loss of consciousness, but not not too much. And um, and then you know uh, mild is when you really don't have loss of consciousness. Consciousness, you just have an alteration of consciousness. Right. And um, we you know yesterday we got a case referred to us from an attorney. Um, the client was in a really bad wreck, and uh, we just spent five minutes going through the River Mead questionnaire and went through his symptoms. No one had done this before. And sure enough, he has, you know, all the symptoms of a traumatic brain injury. Yeah. And the, the case just totally changed because his medical care is going to be much different. Yeah. In the future, he's going to need care. And so... Um, I, you know, I, I know that a lot of attorneys assume that you have to hit your head to have a traumatic brain injury. That's not true. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm trying to learn as much as I can about this particular injury because it, it really does have, you know, devastating consequences. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to sit on a webinar you and attorney um, Nick Schneider did yeah. around a case that you recently settled. Yeah, um, yeah. That had a TBI associated with it. Tell us a little bit about that case. Yeah, so that, that's a really good example. Um, uh, my my client um, was in a car wreck. She was hit head on, and uh, her she wasn't diagnosed. She was diagnosed with a mild traumatic brain injury about two and a half years after the wreck, and that's that's actually pretty common because. Mm -hmm. Most people don't understand. They just they just think that oh, I'm, my my brain is kind of messing up. It's due to age. It's due to stress. It's due to these other things. So I ended up um, talking to her mom, and I said, you know, what what's what's going on with your daughter? Like, what have you noticed? And she said that after this wreck, her daughter moved home with her, and her daughter's been independent her whole life. Her daughter's was 42 years old at the time. And she literally, the daughter literally moved into her own room and didn't leave for like eight months. And oh, wow. they, they had to cut all her hair out because she didn't shower. Wow. And um, you know, that, that's not normal. No. Um, but they didn't know what was going on. They just thought she was depressed. Well, as it turns out, no, she had a mild traumatic brain injury and the insurance company didn't believe us. And so you know, we, were, we were going to trial three days before trial when they, they uh, they paid the the 1.25 million that we demanded um, because eventually they realized that this is this is serious. I think one of the um, one of the hard things for people to wrap their head around 
when it comes to the terminology of mild traumatic brain injuries, the mild part. Yeah. Just because it's quote unquote mild from how we look at it right. doesn't mean the effects of it are. Right. right. In this case specifically, right? You've got someone that's life is completely changed, yeah. you know, and it's two and a half years down the road. Yeah. So now they're in a they're in a chronic state. Right. You know. Um and, and so it's not mild in any sense of the word. Right. right? But exactly. it's just it's just that what the category from a medical perspective it fits in. Yeah. You know, Agreed. and so I think that's that that's where we, we call them the uh, the the uh, miserable minority of patients that make it outside of a month that still have symptoms of a TBI. Right. Right. And by that point, though, we're we're dealing with a different animal. Yeah. You know, we're dealing with a different animal. That ten to fifteen percent of patients. So I, I, you know, it's good that you understand that just because it has the term mild, then it doesn't mean that it's actually right. You know, yeah. It's it's something they can easily get over. It's right? very unfortunate terminology. It is. It is. Yeah. And it makes up, I mean, what was the last statistics of all traumatic brain injuries? Yeah. Wow, there's 85 Something. I mean, yeah, 75, 85 CDC is always changing their statistics around that as they get more data in, but... Well, the rough part about it, right, is, is I mean, we are probably severely underdiagnosing these because most people get up, symptoms are gone, within two to four weeks, right? By definition, right. a concussion should wrap up within about 30 days. Yeah. Symptoms should remit or should be resolved within about 30 days. Yeah. You know, so so we're probably not seeing a lot of these people come through. Right. Know? And what long-term effects will they potentially have? Exactly. Yeah. Outside of that category. So I agree, I think the, the mild terminology can throw, can throw persons off and, um, you know, certainly concussions that, you know, that's synonymous with mild traumatic brain injury. Uh, so <clears throat> being able to get those patients in and being evaluated is extremely important, especially as you mentioned in the case of two years later. Yeah. Um, you know, these things happen. I mean, we, we, we've seen that in, 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 you know, patients we've had here in the, in our clinic. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's, and, and you see it with, uh, my, uh, my godfather was, uh, he was in the Navy SEALs and, and you know he, he's talked about how the the veterans that, that come back from Iraq they don't suffer like traditional head injuries they have blast injuries and you know there have been veterans that have committed suicide I mean it's it's a, it's a known problem yeah that their brains are just racked from racked from yeah and you know another thing that and we see it a lot here too PTSD right right yeah. uh, I mean a great example my my father in law uh, he's a he's a uh, Marine veteran from yeah. Vietnam. Right. And, um, you know, he was initially diagnosed with Alzheimer's because of the effects from his PTSD, wow. which is what it actually was. Yeah. Right. So you see that there, I mean, the anxiety and, and the phobia and the stress that comes from this, um, the emotional changes to people, it's not, you know, it's not just, a, oh, I, I'm having a panic attack today or, oh, I feel sad. Right. You know, this is affecting him from a cognitive function perspective. Right. Right. So yeah, a neurologist diagnosed him with Alzheimer's disease. Yeah. Because of, of the issues that he was having from PTSD from, you know, Vietnam, as well as likely some blast injuries. Right. So, you know, these are these are the things that that we're starting to learn and starting to get out in the population and for people to really understand better. Yeah. Um, the VA has been very good about, you know, right, about leading a lot of uh, a lot of the charge in that realm. But it's. It's not enough yet. No, no, not at all, not at all. So Drew, let me ask you a question. Um, do you normally see this uphill battle when trying to educate juries and courts and judges on head injuries and how they impact a person to get the recovery needed for that person? So I, yes, uh, well, um, so my audience is, 
you know, insurance adjusters mm -hmm. and then everyone else. Mm -hmm. Insurance adjusters uh, typically just, they never really believe uh, that, that there's a traumatic brain injury, but that's also kind of their job. Mm -hmm. um, to you know, I was going to ask you, do they really not believe or are they trained? I think they're probably trained not yeah. to believe. Uh, you know, so it's, it's uh, I imagine there's a handbook that says, when the attorney yeah. says this, you say this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, there's either uh, your client's treating too much, not enough, the bills are too high, the bills aren't high enough, um, you know, all that stuff. And so uh, I, it, it doesn't seem like insurance adjusters really believe it unless it's a severe, obvious traumatic brain yeah. injury. Yeah. I mean, we have a, we have, I got associated on a case where um, our client was in a really awful wreck, but he wasn't, you know, life flighted away. He wasn't in a coma or anything. But within one week of the wreck, he went to the grocery store and he was gone for three hours, only got three things when he had a list of 20 things to get. Within another week, he got lost in his own closet and had to punch holes in the wall to find his way out. And, um, and you know, we sent it the attorney that associated me sent a demand on this case. The policy limits were 250,000 and they didn't pay it. They, didn't, they, just, they thought he just had dementia. And I deposed their expert and I said, well, isn't you know that quick of a cognitive decline more consistent with the traumatic brain injury? And he said, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, thanks, we're done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, and, and now our demand is, I don't know, 20 million. Um, so they're hopefully regretting their decision. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> so, but that, but that, you know, but, that, but that's, that's and, and his case is a little weird because I personally, I've never seen somebody have a cognitive decline like that unless they had a severe traumatic brain injury. But, you know, weird things happen. Yep, you do. And, and you don't get dementia in a week. No, no, no. It's not how it works. So that leads me into part two of my question. What can we as providers do in conjunction or association with attorneys like yourself to better, I guess, equip the industry to handle this as it should be? So I, I, I like what you all do. You, you make subjective complaints objective. And that's, I, I really think that helps a lot, um, you know, because I, I have clients who, who have come here and, and they've had abnormal tests and, you know, it's, it's hard to argue with these tests when you, when you have abnormal eye movements and things like that. You can't fake that. So um, I think that's very helpful. Whether the, you know, insurance companies start buying into it or start, you know, paying attention, I don't know. But I do think that juries are way more receptive to it now. And mediators, I think everyone is more receptive to it, especially with you know the movie like Concussion. And, mm -hmm. and there was a, a there was even a, a professional wrestler, uh, Chris Benoit. Yeah, here in Georgia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think she took her. She died by suicide. Well, yeah, he well he killed his family and then killed himself. Oh, so the one I'm talking about is uh, a female wrestler. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, wow. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up when yeah, the show's over. Yeah. And um, she actually donated her brain to science. Uh, well, it's yeah. like uh, uh, Junior Seau. Yeah, he uh, shot himself in the heart, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, because he just something wrong with his head. I know. I mean, same with like Aaron Hernandez. They did an autopsy yeah. right on his brain, uh, you know, after the fact. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, and, and their MRIs are normal. Yeah. That's the, that's the wild thing. Yeah. Totally normal MRIs. Yeah. And you just you can't see the damage. So one of the things that I that I like to do is is 
I'll show uh, exhibits in my depositions to the treating providers and I'll say, you know, is this a fair and accurate representation of what, you know, it looks like when, a, when, when you have axonal sharing, when you have, you know, this kind of trauma. Because we know that's what happens. We just, we can't see it. Can't see it on an image, yeah. Right, right. So I like to use medical exhibits to to make the point um, that, you know, just because you can't see it, we do know for a fact this is what's happening. Right. And so it kind of helps the, it helps the jury to visualize what the injury is, which is, I think, really important. Gotcha. Well, it's just to take it, you know, bring it out of the ether and actually show something right as opposed to just talking about these super complex vague imagine there's a fairy but the fairy's been cut in half yeah, no, exactly. you know, you know, it's like you can actually show what it looks like so. yeah 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 that helps a lot that helps a lot so I, I i hope that um that insurance companies start taking these more seriously but uh i i think and i understand why they don't because a lot of it is subjective yeah. That's why what you do is so important because you, you make this subjective objective. Yeah. Now, whether they're going to start paying attention, who knows? Yeah. I, would, I would think with as much uh, buzz or as vogue as head injuries have become, good, bad, or indifferent, at least maybe the media does assist in, in good ways, yeah. correct? <laughs> uh, for, uh, unfortunately, usually at the expense of others, but yeah. reality is, is maybe it does help shine a light a little bit on, on something that we, you know, we felt for a long time has been underdiagnosed, not, not misdiagnosed, because I think there's a big difference between the two, but underdiagnosed. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we uh, we appreciate you and what you're doing to okay. identify the patients um, that, good that have these issues. For. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it truly is because as you've probably seen with several of your larger cases, sometimes it's hard for them to explain what they're going on. All they can do is yeah. tell you how they feel, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and then you have to take, you know, either see actions or, you know, take uh, information from loved ones, et cetera, about how the, his or her spouse is, is acting and acting differently, right. ending up at the grocery store for three hours with only three items, right. et cetera, so. Yeah, and I think, I think it's necessary uh, in, these, in these cases you have to speak to friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. like the client that I had, uh, the, whose case I recently settled, she wasn't gonna tell me that she locked herself in her bedroom. I mean, she's home, you know, that would, she, I, she, she's by self-conscious of Absolutely. that. And so, um, so it helps to have other people reporting. Mm-hmm. And it's like somebody with Alzheimer's. I mean, you know, typically the person with Alzheimer's and both of my uh, great-grandparents had it, um, they don't recognize it. Absolutely, yeah. It's yeah. the family that recognizes yeah. it first. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think the the friends and family are are, are critical. But um, but yeah, I'm just I'm I'm happy that you all are doing this and getting this information out there. Yeah. Well, Drew, we appreciate you sitting down with us today. Um, before we head out, let everybody know how they can find you, social media. Sure. All yeah. That stuff. So, uh, if anybody, you know, I'm happy to share anything I have. If you want to call me, my cell phone is uh, 407-718-2128. On Instagram, I'm the Florida Georgia Lawyer, and I'm I'm at the Nick Schneider Law Firm uh, in Georgia, and I'm with uh, Bayer Legal Solutions in Florida. And uh, yeah, feel free to reach out anytime. I'm happy to help. We're glad you came into the center today and sat down with us. Uh, we'll let you get back out there and keep fighting for head injuries. All right. Thank All you right. so much. Thanks, yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. Appreciate your time. Thank you. I'm going to have to learn how to.
make my hair as nice as yours. Yeah. Well, we have a hairstylist. We actually okay. <laughs> we call this place concussion cut and color. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right after you finish eating, you're right. Why wasn't I made aware of this? For obvious reasons, Antonio. Very obvious reasons. Well, hey, I'm going to get mine cut and covered. All right. We'll catch you guys next time on Talking Heads. Thank you for listening to Talking Heads. This podcast has been brought to you by the Concussion Center. We appreciate the opportunity to fill your brain with some new information regarding head injuries. If you have any additional topics you would like us to cover, please reach out to us on our various social media platforms at the Concussion Center or hit us up on our website at concussionctr.com.